Good morning, everyone. Everything. We are live with the famous developer, consultant, David Allen. How are you? And over to you, Michael Bergio. I'm good. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, and special guest. What, what do they say on Fox? They say uh, commentary. Uh, they always say when they get someone on regularly to comment. I've got to figure that name, and that's David. It's third or fourth appearance. It's always good having you on and um, to really talk about the development world, which everyone loves to talk about, think about, aspire to do. Not many people know where to get started, if their property works. And th through this segment and having you on, we can sort of take off, like, shed some light on the development world. This morning, we're going to be talking about the four fatal mistakes owners do when doing developments, talking about developments, and welcome, David. Uh, morning, Michael. Morning, Matt. Look, Captain. So just to qualify yourself um, out there with developments, how long have you been doing it? Have you done developments? Because I know we've touched on it, and you'll see it in the document. There's a lot of people, especially like motivational training or business training, where they they got a big talking game, but they've never done anything. So, have you done a development before, David? If people are just tuning in for you, uh, yes, we have. <laughs> and what have you? What have? What's the, the scope? Are we doing commercial, resi, residential, mixed use? Just before we get into the document you've you've made up. Uh, look, my uh, life in a um, in the institutional uh, property world, we've built um, 10,000 square metre office buildings and um, renovated and extended uh, neighbourhood shopping centres on behalf of clients in, in, in my former life. And over the last 20 years, we've built um, uh, some residential projects uh, in Manly and uh, mixed-use projects in Collaroy. Um, and we're just about to start construction on a on a hundred million dollar project in the middle of Manly uh, next week. Beautiful. Yeah, sounds exciting. Yeah, and then at, at the at the smaller end of the scale, uh, because the principles in development are identical for big and small, um, we're undertaking a, a pair of semi-detached homes uh, on Lauderdale Avenue in in Fairlight at the moment. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So I'm sure you've. But there's a basically nearly anything that someone at home, all the all the shit stuff that can happen. You've probably experienced it. So let me bring up the document that we're talking about. The four fatal. Everyone, Dave. Everyone, Dave wants to be a developer. Like everyone's dream is, you know, you buy something, and I, I guess the biggest asset class in the country is property, and I think people often romanticise with doing some sort of development and making a fortune. But Dave, the reality is uh, sitting around a coffee table, sitting at a barbecue, having a meeting, you don't, there are very a, a successful developer, long-term is a very, very rare animal. And that's why we wanted to bring you on today to share uh, your successes that you've had over a long period of time. And that's why we've got the four deadly sins of what not to do with developments. Uh, that you can share with us. So it's a pretty interesting conversation because, you know, everyone wants to develop, don't they? Uh, yes, it, it seems it seems to be. But, look, I think it's exactly the same as when we were kids, Mark, uh, depending on where you grew up in Australia. But uh, let, let's say rugby league. We all wanted to play rugby league for our favourite club, whether it's um, Manly, St yeah. George, uh, Parramatta. And how many of our friends actually went and played? 
played first yep. grade. And yep. I think development's exactly the same. Um, it's it's those kids that had the nous and then would go out in the backyard and kick the footy around for two hours every afternoon, rain, hail or shine, and they're the ones that got to play first grade. And development yep. is exactly the same. Unless you spend the 10,000 hours, you're just not going to be as good uh, or you're not going to get the outcome as the people that do. Yeah, true. Now, I, let's get the, into it. Dave, talk us through it. So I've got the four fatal mistakes. Right, eh? Um, why do you, well, first up, why do you create it? How do you use it? And then let's get, what, tell us a bit about the history of just this document. Um, often, uh, as, as you both do, uh, people come to us and say, look, I've, um, I've got this development, I want to do this, uh, I've spoken to my friends and uh, there's this much profit that we can make and I want to sell the site, will you buy it? Uh, or can can you help me make all this money? Uh, my friends and family, we've been talking about it for years and, and we want to make X dollars from this project. And over the time, I've just collected why people have come to these conclusions which are um, not factually correct and therefore um, we're not focused on the on the same reality and whenever you're dealing with people and you're focused on different realities it's very hard to come together and actually move forward so the genesis of this document is to share with people in a uh, open open manner uh, so that we can perhaps recalibrate let, let's call the word recalibrate and, and all be focused on the same reality. And David, it must be hard um, when you're a developer because the disposition of everyone is not, are we going to make any money? The disposition of everyone, all parties, often the biggest decision makers, are uh, we're going to make a bucket load and everyone's almost like after my money. So it's not like, it's a very different start to most business transactions where you know, it, you know, if you're looking at starting a business, everyone's very humble. Everyone's very, let's work really, really hard. This people almost come in on on these developments almost like a smart ass approach, saying, "Of course you're going to make a fortune. Of course you want to cut of my pie because I own the land. Of course there's a lot of money in on it, in it." Yeah, I agree. Um, and I don't think it's that anybody anywhere is trying to be smart. It's um, and as we go through the document in a minute, it's it's the conditioning and the discussions that people have had collectively with other people who tend to know as much about development as they do. Yeah. And by consensus, they've arrived at exactly what you've just said. So therefore, that is their reality. Let's get into it. I can zoom in. So showing up on the screen, as you can see. So so you've identified four areas or four real strong talking points um, to focus on. So you would normally go through this verbally with the client and then because a lot of people, they're really good at listening, but they need to read it to take it in. So I, take I can't us, read that. Could you zoom up a bit, Legend, yeah. please? Yeah, let's go through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
assessing your. I still can't see Michael. I'm on a. I'm on a. Uh, you're, you've got a 75 inch screen. I've got a. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Yep, got it. So, overestimating your capabilities. Talk us through it, David. Let's go through point one. Right. Why don't we just uh, summarize the? Um, yep. Summarize the four. The four. Um, the four uh, fatal mistakes uh, at a high level, and then we can discuss them in detail. There you go. Yep. That's great. So quite often, if we just summarise what we've been talking about over the, the last five minutes, uh, the four things that I, I see people uh, that come uh, quite often come to me with is they're overestimating their own capabilities. Uh, number two, they listen to too many opinions from other people that may not necessarily be qualified. And due to varying opinions that they listen to, uh, there is, there's confusion um, because of these differing opinions and therefore that confusion leads them to failing to launch. And then uh, lastly, and, and talking to Mark's point, people quite often are worried that if they involve somebody else, their, their big pile of gold is going to go to other people and not to themselves. So they try to go it alone. So let's, all right, let's rip in. Okay, number one, overestimating your capabilities. I'll zoom in just on this one so it's easier for people to see. Tell us so, about this one, Dave. Yeah, uh, look, uh, as we spoke about with our, with our rugby league analogy, there's just so much to becoming, you know, a capable player in first grade in rugby league and development's exactly the same. There's a strategic frame work process, many, many stakeholders that um, you need to involve. And if you don't understand that framework process and stakeholders, um, you're not going to be uh, generating an outcome uh, that's going to optimise your opportunity. And there's just a big difference between being a property owner and a barbecue discussion person and uh, dealing in, in property development. So. It's about being honest with yourself. You know, I'd love to play first grade for, for Manly, but uh, I know that's not me. I reckon this can relate to, like, say, a tradie as well, where they try and do everything. They're great with the tools, but then they're trying to do their accounting. They're trying to do their books as well. You need to take, like, that helicopter view and go, all right, what am I good at? And then who do I need to bring in to help me do it? And there's different ways to do it. You can do it, you pay him as a contractor, you bring him into the development. Like there's many ways, but it's almost taking that helicopter view of what needs to be done and who can do what. And um, I was listening to an audio the other day and the hardest thing is getting someone else to do what you're good at because, because they may be able to do it better or it allows you to do other things as well. So even if you can do it, should you do it by taking that task away from yourself? Can you open it up to somebody to a better potential? Correct. All right, let's go number two. I'll take it different views. It's easy to zoom in. Number two, I love this one. Listening to too many opinions. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take us through that, Michael? Because you deal with that every day in the same way. Yeah, I think it's... It's almost like gambling. You need to back a horse and back it. You don't bet on every horse. It's probably an easy analogy because 
as much as it's great to get opinions from everybody, when you come to the critical thinking and, and actually executing a path you need to go down, you need to commit. People may have different visions for the usage of the block, but once it's like once you've committed to do residential, you don't keep talking to the person who wants to do commercial and has that commercial aspect. You need to back a horse like gambling and go all in. And I find a lot of people, like, don't get me wrong, you need to listen to as many people at the beginning. Well, you need to listen to a good array of people at the initial beginning to get concepts and deduce what you like about each area. But once you're at sort of go time, you started the race uh, or the rate, you need to channel that vision to like-minded people and qualified people and just back it. It's, um, it's probably the easiest way I think of describing it. And don't listen to people who haven't done it. We touched on it before and you wrote it brilliantly here. Where, where was it? You may end up with a range of different views from people who are well-meaning but not well-versed in the property development framework. I think you hit the nail on the head with that just there. Yep. Yeah, point. Anything you want to add, Mark or David? No, I think that's it. It's perfect. Cool. Yep. All right. Failure to launch. Talk us through this one. Yeah, we covered that before. Um, because property development has a framework and a process, but the sad reality is that um, many owners will fail to complete their property assessment because they're baffled by the system. If you don't understand that process and structure, uh, people become confused. And if you add that on top of, as, we, as you just mentioned before, Mark, um, 75 different opinions, people just get totally confused yeah. and put it in the too hard basket. And it is a reality of a lot of people's outcomes. Yeah. Number four. But, oh, but, yeah. the down, but the downside is by putting it in the too hard drawer, what is the opportunity you're missing out on? Yeah, it's very true. And sometimes number two can relate to number three. You've you've heard too much. You've confused yourself. You don't know which way to go. And there could have been gold at the end of the tunnel, but you stopped digging because there's too much going on. And yeah. um, okay, going it alone. Even though we sort of touched on a lot of it, where go through that. And maybe give a specific example or what's at least one core thing you see someone need to bring in, like an architect, a planner. Um, is there at least one non-negotiable for you when you're doing a project that you won't do it alone? Um, yeah, well, there's a lot of non-negotiables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, I think the key to being a good developer, and look, my background is land economics and, and valuation. Um, so I understand about assessing value and opportunity. But... Uh, I would never, even though I understand town planning, I always get a town planner in. Even though I can conceptually draw up a volumetric box of how much uh, building I can get on a site, I'll always consult an architect. It's, uh, let's use our rugby league analogy. Uh, if I was a fullback, why am I gonna go and try to play every position on the field? Stick, stick to your position on the field and, you know, Get your front rower in when you need when when you need the scrum because all you're going to do is break your neck as a as a little fallback. So, yeah. I just stick to my knitting and get everybody else in who's the 
key position player for that circumstance. I like their footy analogy, and it was that sort of just came off the tab head for all of us. I think now, what about is that just a recap? The truth. What do you want to say on this? The last page here, David. Um, well, if you yep. Uh, so, we, if we go back to the other page, Mark Michael, yep. um, and on the right hand side, they're they're the things that that you know we observe that could be done better, but. If we go on the right-hand side, here's how people can think about dealing with those four things and getting the right outcome for themselves. Yep. Run us through. So ask about their process. So go go up one more. Yep. So whether uh, it, it doesn't matter who the specialist is that that, that people want to go and um, talk to, but. When, when you go and meet with somebody to help you with your development, ask them about their process in terms of development framework and then how do they deliver their systems, their methodology. Uh, and is it a methodology and a process that's used by bankers and valuers and investors? Mm. Because most projects need to be funded by banks. You know, not everybody is walking around with a wheelbarrow full of cash to pay for developments. Um, and if that process is not, you know, let's call it the process that a, that a bank uh, or investors will use, then uh, when you come time to do, do the project, it may not be validated because you need these people involved. Yeah, and so on, that, on that as well, I think what's, that is a great way to identify because a lot of people, they're worried to bring people in because we all, we've seen it. A builder, a third party, like put it this way, you own, we had it in Roger Street, David, where owner had the site and a third party, the builder basically was a big contributing factor for that site not, not going ahead, the owner losing everything. So it's very important. I think a lot of people are scared to do the projects, especially if they can't do it all themselves, which we've, we've said you can't, that they don't know how to qualify the good builder, the bad builder, because everyone says they're good. And if you're not a builder, you don't know if a, you can't necessarily identify if a good builder is a good builder. So really asking them to show their process allows you to see their in-depth thinking of it, their strategy, and you can actually work out if it will work or not work. Because I think a big thing that relates to people, the failure to launch, is they don't know if they're good or not, and the risk is very high if you'll point someone wrong. Hey, Mike, do you want to get rid of the documents so we can have a bit of a free chat? Yeah, yeah, perfect. What, so, uh, there we go. So what's probably a really good way with the process and some key things to work out if a build is good or not, David? What's some key points to work out there? Like I know past projects is one, but a lot of people say they did stuff on a project and didn't. What's a good way to find out if a build is good? Uh, look, I think that your first, uh, first point's good. Uh, recent projects in your local area, uh, some references to the people that they've built for. Um, the proposal that they've given you if you've got a, a good quality project manager on your team and quantity surveyor they're people that administer building contracts on a daily basis and check on uh, cost estimates and specifications so 
that extra layer um, is critical from my perspective. I would always defer to my QS and um, project manager to do the detailed due diligence uh, on a builder. I think that's key, and that's the takeaway there. Just so remarkable to that, because it doesn't matter how small the project is, you can bring the, the quantity surveyor in just to double check the work before you engage that building contract. Hmm. Is a good layer. Yeah, so what are you going to say, Mark? If anyone's just tuned in, what we're talking about today is the deadline. We've got a Guru Swami, David Allen, talking about developments uh, and doing developments. And we all romanticize with developing something that may be a granny flat, that may be a second story on your property, that may be a $100 million unit, uh, development site like David's doing in Manly at the moment. But make no mistake, everyone, that the mis that if you if you get this right, right for instance, uh, there's money to be made in development. If you get this wrong, there's money to be lost and a hell of a lot of money to be lost in development. So David's put together the four deadly mistakes or the four sins that he sees most happen in the development world and then shared that with us today in this document and with his knowledge. So it's really good stuff. So David, uh, and but and harping on the odds, the odds are low that you know to get to actually be able to be fortunate enough to be developed, and the odds are so low that you don't meet a lot of developers that, that are successful for a very long amount of. They're normally they've normally got another job, <laughs> you know, a full time, a full time, yeah. full full tilt long-term developer rare animals we've got one of them today and so in summary dave to take away from what we've spoken about can you go through those four nuggets very quickly in summary of what we've spoken about so people can take sure um i think if you've got a um a, a potential development site i uh, yeah. and you are not a uh, everyday developer um, yep. I, I would imagine that the, the three or four things that you should do is one, uh, find through your network of people, through your, your local agent, uh, through your accountant or solicitor, uh, a couple of people that do have that development expertise and interview them. Uh, understand their processes and methodologies. Are they bank, bank acceptable methodologies and approaches? Um, go and have a look at what they've developed, make sure that, as Michael said before, they're not talk about developers. They've actually done stuff. Go and inspect what they've what they've built and developed, and and make sure that you're happy with it. Uh, sit down and ask all your questions that you want to know, so that you can be satisfied. And if you're if you're not satisfied, walk away. Don't engage. And then, if you do want to engage with that sort of de that that developer, make sure you've got your team around you in terms of your local accountant. Uh, or, and your solicitor to make sure that whatever agreement that you enter into, enter into, that your best interests are protected. Okay. That was great. I enjoyed that. Can't wait for the next one. <laughs> and anyone who wants that document, just send me a message um, and we'll send it out to you in the PDF form. And obviously, uh, David is contactable anytime. And so are we if you have any questions um, regarding it or if you're, yeah, anything. We're here to help. I think I'll, that's uh, it, Jen. On, 
All right, and in your details, Dave, we're going to put that a link of the document, and we're going to put a link of David Allen's yeah. details. So, guys and girls, particularly if you're on the northern beaches of Sydney, this is the man to speak with. But definitely, for anywhere else, anywhere else, Dave can put you in contact with the right people. Um, mate, thank you so much to have a have a chat. Uh, and I was thinking this morning before we came on live, you're even more special, Dave, because most developers are a little bit recluse. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty hard to get it's pretty hard to get them on camera to talk about what um what they do because they're generally pretty pretty uh uh not behind you know don't want to go on camera type of people so um you're you're oh, a weapon for getting out there and helping people yeah, yeah. that's right yeah it's true that that for them yeah well said actually really well said yeah so it's a bit of both yep yes so we really appreciate it. I know the viewers do as well. No, that's great. Um, have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Legend. Cheers. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye. See ya.